Good evening and welcome to another episode of the EVs and Beyond Livestream. I'm Richard Edwards, live from my office slash spare bedroom up here in Mangafai. Hope everyone's doing well tonight. Uh, don't forget you can watch this on Facebook, YouTube, LinkedIn. I always tell everyone the experience is better on YouTube, but it seems most of the comments seem to on Facebook. So pick your poison wherever you are. We can see and respond to your comments. Uh, so don't forget to... Uh, chuck a comment in there, say hello, weigh in on the topic. Uh, and uh, yeah, it's, that's the best thing about this live stream, I think, is that it's a bit of an active live community and we can all uh, discuss things and have a chat and sit around on a Tuesday night avoiding doing the dishes. So uh, that's, uh, that's part of that. Hope you've uh, had a good week and you've been reading lots of great news on EVs and beyond. Uh, and uh, we will be uh, going through a few of those news items tonight and then we'll have a chat about a particular topic or just nothing at all. Today, we are going to talk a little bit about towing, and that brings me into introducing my first guest of the night, uh, and that is Mark Buckingham, or better known as the Tesla Tovar King. So uh, I'll bring him into the room. Uh, live from a mountainside somewhere, I get a Mark. Yes, yes. Finally got a couple of days off. I'm uh, up in that Ruapahu in a ski club. How is the skiing? I gather there's a bit of snow coming over the next day or two. Well, it looks like it. The clouds have all just rolled in, but yeah, beautiful blue day and um, not a lot of snow around, but enough. <laughs> did you uh, did you pull a trailer up there as well, or you just uh, just taken your your Model Y? You got a Model Y now? Yeah, yeah, no, just was down in the Model Y, and um, yeah, didn't bring a trailer with me, but I will be towing a trailer for the next. Oh, as of uh, Monday, I'll be towing a trailer for about the next fifty days. <laughs> oh well that's gonna oh, be that's fun. Gonna that's... Oh, there you go, Mike. Oh, there you go, so Mike. Um... Oh, we're just gonna deal with oh, some marks. Issues, issues, issues there. Uh hang on. There we go. That's better. Uh so uh yeah, so that's going on the country fitting Tobas to Teslas predominantly, but you fit a few other things, don't you? Uh yeah, I've done an ID three and Konas and Leafs and few others, but yeah, mostly predominantly Teslas. Um, yeah, I've got a big stack of Teslas to be done, um, about 90% Model Ys and 10% Model 3s. Because wow. I guess the, the Model Ys are kind of a, a bit of a groundbreaking one, isn't it, just for the amount that it can tow compared to most of the other vehicles that are, uh, that are out there on the market right now. Yeah, yeah, it's towing um, 1,600 kgs braked, which is a decent sort of amount, and... Um, yeah, seems to do the job nicely. Awesome. Now, uh, when I invited you on, you uh, suggested that you'd rather have a couple of your uh, mates with you. Mates. And so uh, waiting in the side room here, we have uh, Ned from Drive EV in Taupo and Jordan Wyatt from EV City down in Christchurch. Thanks for joining us, guys. No problem. Thanks for having us. Now, the question is whether there'll be that many comments in the comment section tonight, because you guys have... Certainly, you need a fairly prolific. In I'm the, in the comments uh, in the already myself, seats. so they'll, it'll still be going on. I can do both at the same time. <laughs> no worries at all. Um, yeah. So, uh, so why did you want these guys? You, uh, Mark, just guys you pop into, uh, pop in, would bump into regularly when you're running around the country. Yeah, yeah, both of them actually, Christchurch and uh, Taupo. Yeah, and and Ned, you're known for doing a little bit of towing. Um, you uh, deliver. You help deliver the cows around the country for uh, Drive EV. 
Yeah, uh, I don't do a lot of the driving myself, but every so often. But uh, yeah, we definitely do a lot of time around the country with, with our Model S and delivering all of our cars around the North Island for free. I might add. All right. yeah, bye from bye from Steve. He's a nice fella. <laughs> do you do much uh, EV towing yourself, Jordan? Uh, from time to time, and might I add that we offer free delivery in the South Island. <laughs> no, uh, no, no, I'm not really a tow, uh, towing guy. I leave that to Mark. He's the king of this. <laughs> <clears throat> oh, bit of a competition there. Right, um, let's crack on to the news, and uh, I'm going to use my flash new thing here to get across to where I can play the video and show that terrible sting that everyone loves. Right, so first uh, item for discussion tonight is pricing has been released for the Singyong Corando Emotion. Now, this is a car that we discussed last week. We had it in the EVs of the office for testing. Uh, we really liked it. It's a blimmin' spacious little thing um, compared to everything else in the market. It's kind of like the room of a Rev, the space of a Rev Four, and more of a kind of a BYD-ish footprint. So the Sangyong Emotion has been priced at $59,990 plus on-road costs, qualifying for an $8,625 clean car discount, uh, driven by a 140-kilowatt, 300-newton-meter electric motor, powered by a 62-kilowatt-hour battery. Uh, the Corando offers 339 kilometers of range and has a five-star Euro NCAP safety rating. Um, now, I'll challenge those numbers first. We did some research. It's a actually a 56.5 available capacity battery, um, but the range isn't terrible. It is a thirsty beast just being so big. Uh, but we think real world on our testing we did with the multiple SUVs last week, um, we're all driving with a bit of energy in it, uh, about 275K, 275 to just over 300K. Um, the kicker being is that uh, it is uh it has a brakes towing rating of 1500 kilograms um which uh kind of makes it pretty well i guess that's 100k off a model y for a vehicle that's a heck of a lot cheaper i mean do you think you'll be fitting a tow bar or two to that one uh there uh... yeah i hope to be uh well, i can't see why not it's a great towing wagon mm -hmm. now there's a lot of discussion online about it being not looking the best what what do you, what do you guys think? I mean, any any comments about it? Looks, I I actually think it's it's kind of grown on me. I personally would probably prefer it with the front from the standard petrol version. But uh, what are you guys' thoughts on those that uh, that front? Cool side mirrors. Yeah, they remind me a bit of like a Kia Soul. Those that sort of look. I don't know why. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it's. Uh, it, the, the plastic front it is kind of feels like a little bit of lazy EV design. Just take your existing car and slap the front on it. Um, but yeah, it's 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 certainly interesting. Uh, the towing thing, yeah, I just think is impressive. Uh, MGZS ish. Yeah, yeah. And, and there's been some discussion online about that, and that some people saying they prefer the look of the old one when it had a grill. Um, but yeah, I, I don't. I don't know. And I'm, and I'm not sure there's been a huge amount of science going to make that particularly uh, uh, aerodynamic either. Um, yeah, it's just, must be an EV. Just put a plastic front on it. Uh, but 550 litre boot, that's one heck of a boot. And that tow rating on the bag, if you've got to haul anything, 
then that's just great. And to be honest, I actually think people who should be looking at this vehicle is a, and it's horrible, old people, because uh, the setting position is really good. It's simple. There's no real technology inside there after other than a basic CarPlay system. Uh, but also, I think that vehicle could be good for companies looking to get people out of utes and small vans, because <clears throat> you fold that back seat down and there is a heap of space in there. Um, it's roomy enough for big guys like myself in the front, and you've got that ability to tow. Um, so, yeah, maybe they could do some trade kitted out ones. I don't know. It would certainly be interesting. Because, um, Mark, what else is out there that can tow 500k in that space? Other than what? Uh, the EV6, the Ionic 5. Yep. Ionic 5, EV6. So that's um, another twenty grand on the bill. On the bill, obviously the yeah, exactly at that sort of price point. I think that's probably it, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the BYD seven hundred and fifty, the MG. I don't think really is a tow rating. <laughs> yeah, who knows? Anyway, uh, now it does have a somewhat interesting startup and exit time, and a lot of people complained about certain vehicles um, uh, uh, driving noises. You know, they're, they're when you're moving along. Uh, Sang uh, Young have really tried to push the boat on this one. I've got a little clip that uh, our journalist Matthew took. So that's that's a bit of a weird one. It's quite loud. It's louder than that clip would indicate. Uh, and yet, happens. I think every time you turn it on, uh, unlock it or lock it. So there's no subtly creeping home uh, when the wife's asleep with that car. I don't think. You know, like setting an iPhone alarm. Anyway, anyway, uh, let's move on. So uh, vehicle sales. Uh, September saw very, very strong electric vehicle sales. Uh, so we saw 2,355 2, better electric vehicles sold in the new passenger vehicle market, 45 BEV light commercial vehicles, 18 BEV heavy vehicles, uh, 491 hybrid vehicles, and 1,674 petrol hybrid vehicles. I can ignore those. Um, the Tesla Model Y uh, topped the list. Um, Tesla Model Y topped the list uh, with 1,502 units sold ahead of both the Ford Ranger and the Toyota Highlight. By quite a margin, actually. It was uh, uh, nearly 500 units north of the Highlights. Uh, other, to- other top selling UVs were the BYD 803 with 221 units uh, and the MG ZS with 178 units. Uh, PHEV registrations were steady with 491 units registered for the month. Top selling PHEV models were the Mitsubishi Eclipse Cross 167 units, followed by the Mitsubishi Outlander 138 and the Hyundai Ionic 41. So that's the new car market. I'm going to throw this to Ned and Jordan. How has the used car market been? Because you guys are still on that side of the fence. Uh, have, uh, how have things been doing there? I'll let Jordan go. I'm more of a parts and servicey man than the car salesman yeah. man. Um, so the numbers are more up to Steve. But it's def- we've definitely been a bit quieter. So it must be a lot of new vehicle sales happening, more so than uh, used, at least in our end of the market. I'm not sure about the lovely people at EV City, but... Always gracious. Uh, things were a little bit quieter during winter, but we've really noticed things starting off steady, uh, steady again for October. Um, things have been getting quite busy for the last four days, and it's just really great to see so many EVs, new and used, out there, and you're seeing an awful lot of Tesla Model Ys and Model 3s. Uh, but, yeah, really busy with all models at the moment. Mm-hmm. 
the use the use side seems to be more based on what you can actually get, really, isn't it? I mean, how hard is it to get used import EVs? And, and let's face it, the, the used import market's been putting shoulder glove in the EV market for a very long time now. I mean, how hard is it to uh, get those cars in the country at the moment? Uh, we would have had some supply constraints a few months ago, but we're finding sort of our usual uh, suppliers coming back online. Um, mostly Nissan leaves, a lot of 40 kilowatt hour leaves coming through, which offers a good sort of car around the 35,000 or so. Um, and that stacks up rail with sort of the other new cars coming as well. Like it, we'll be aware in the new market, they've got the MGs and BYDs and things coming around 50,000 as well. So yeah, we're, we're glad that we've got more supply of our tried and tested Nissan leaves coming through. But also we're getting um, X fleet, say, Ionics and things. And in the coming years, we have lots of MGs and Teslas and all sorts of things coming through there as well. Mm -hmm. awesome. New Zealand's awesome. new. Yeah, yeah. Um, Mark, just going back to uh, you, and I think you mentioned the number four, but how many of those model Ys that have landed, those 1,500, are you fitting tow bars to? About 8%. <laughs> <laughs> That's, that's that's pretty good market penetration. <laughs> yeah, um, it's a lot. Do, do people tend to book your services before their car car arrives? And the reason I ask that is that might give us an indication if there might be another more couple more months of good Model Y deliveries in there, or is this kind of a bit of a one-off? Um, no, most of these ones have landed, um, but I do have people messaging me saying their cars due November December that I haven't as yet booked, but I've run out of time to do. Yeah. Oh, that'll be interesting to see if we can if they carry on. I mean, how do you guys think the, the traditional market would take it if the Model Y ended up being the top-selling car for the year? I mean, I, I think it's probably a bit far in the year to, to overrun the Outlander, but do you think there might be a few uh, hurt feelings out there if that happens? I was just sharing with a friend today, isn't it amazing that it's beating the Ranger and the, and the Hilux? And I think there'll be a lot of more conventional people that just wouldn't have foreseen that happening, that an EV would be the number one vehicle in New Zealand for last month. It's pretty incredible. And yeah, there will be peaks and troughs just because they have so many deliveries at once and then they're quite quiet. Uh, but yeah, even a couple of years ago, it would be hard to imagine that an $80,000 EV made in China with self-driving technology um, <laughs> from an American company now based in Texas for strange tax reasons, probably. Um, yeah, it's pretty fantastic. We don't talk about the self-driving technology here because it's not self-driving technology. <laughs> Hulk doesn't deliver self, does it, Ned? Uh, <laughs> if I drive a car from a tow board to Auckland, Hulk probably drives 90% of the way, to be completely fair. But, yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, pretty good. I, 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 I will admit the Tesla technology is very, very, very good. But the problem being is it's very, very good for the 95% that's easy. That's not easy, but that's achievable. Um, I sat down with a Silicon Valley based head of a Chinese uh, autonomous vehicle department a few years ago. He was the head of science for NASA, very high end person, as they tend to attract in Silicon Valley. And a lot of car companies have their uh, self driving units there. Well, he wasn't from, wasn't at Tesla. Um, and he, he does not believe they can do what they promised or did not believe. And the explanation he had for him is that the, the, every, all these companies are going to get 99%. It's that last one percent, but you, the problem being is you can't actually send the car onto the road until you've closed that last one percent, because that last one percent could be the car driving through the middle of a school crossing, kind of thing. It's the yeah. So we'll see. I just think I think as I think Germany is has ruled with um or one of the state 
somewhere in America or Germany, I think it was, might have as well, have ruled recently. It's, I just object to self-driving. I think it's fantastic technology, but I think to call, to sell, you know, the full self-driving beta and all that kind of stuff is just pushing it a bit. Personally, personal opinion. I'm sure you guys have differing opinions. Everyone's allowed um, an opinion. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, yeah, I think, I think uh, the names could do with a uh, touch-up. Yeah, you know, what yeah. they've called them, the names would they would be better to have different names for the for what they've got already. Um, I like the names that the name that names that uh, GM of Ford have in the US. They have two very good systems, both of them, but they've gone in a slightly different direction uh, in that they have chosen roads they've specially mapped, and then you can go hands off on those roads. Um, and that's uh, Super Cruise uh, and. Blue Cruise. Super Cruise is a pretty cool name for a product. And it doesn't kind of push the limits, I think, in what you're actually describing. Um, but yeah, anyway. Uh, yeah, so this is such a great month. Let's uh, move on to another product and another Chinese product. Well, another eight. I guess the Korean is Korean. What am I saying? Anyway, so we'll go back to this. The uh, LEV, LEV electric people mover is under evaluation for New Zealand. Now, I've actually known this is coming for a long time, but they've, they're firming it up a little bit more. <coughs> Um, a new fully electric people mover is set to undergo evaluation on New Zealand roads. The 70 LDV MIFA 9, the brand's first EV built on a dedicated plug-in architecture, is headed this way. Uh, speaking to uh, and Beyond, an LDV New Zealand representative confirmed that the model is set for local evaluation before the end of the year. The three-row MIFA 9 is sold overseas with a 90-kilowatt battery pack capable of 440 kilometres uh, on the W to LTP cycle. Uh, it... Uh, can charge from 20 to 80% capacity in 36 minutes. Uh, power, four-wheel drive powered by 180 kilowatt uh, motor with 350 newton meters of torque. Now I am a minivan lover and I've seen the photos of the interior of this. Uh, it looks amazing. Think an Alphard and then some. Um, <laughs> so many people are always asking for a seven or eight seat mover. This, this must be getting you guys a little bit excited, the concept of a vehicle like this coming. Does it tow though? Wow, that's a question. <laughs> Mark, it's a brick. do you reckon that'll tow? Well, I don't think you'd need to because there's so much room inside it. Yeah, yeah. It, it's, a, it's a big vehicle. It's, um, I think it's bigger than a Kia Carnival. Uh, and I think there might be a cargo, potentially cargo version coming with, of that to New Zealand as well. Uh, but yeah, I've looked inside. It's you know, screens all across the dashboard, big armchairs. In, you can have it with armchairs in the second row where you can have uh, multiple uh, seats across. Um, that's pretty cool. I'm not sure that one's going to squeeze into the uh, um, into the uh, limit for the rebate, though. Um, but I, I think it's cool seeing so many more of these interesting Chinese products coming to New Zealand. This, of course, comes from the same guys who are bringing the electric ute to New Zealand, um, which I think toes less than the Corando. Uh, but, <laughs> but yeah, it's uh, it's it's going to be fun seeing that one coming. Um, it looks really cool. Here, like seven seater options, there just wasn't that much out there like you you could get an env 200 that is a few years old and there's a little 40 kilowatt hour pack in it that doesn't go particularly far or the the seven seater that tesla tried to give you as a model s with the little dicky seat in the back that whilst you could put people in there they'd be very small people so a, a, a nice size seven seater would be pretty cool yeah well this uh this week i'm actually driving the mercedes-benz eqv which is a big luxury eight seater um van uh, they do two versions. Of that. They do a Vito Tura, which is kind of more 
functional version and then they do the EQV, which is the, the flash version. The Tour, I think, is about 120. This one's about 160, which sounds like a lot of money, but then I'm trying to remember what a Tesla Model Y, when you could get them, were retailing at, and I think it's substantially more than either of those um, for a bigger vehicle, but obviously not the range, not the technology. So, yeah, I think this market is going to start filling soon. Um, I think probably the car a lot of people are waiting for will be BYD will have the, what, what I think is called, at the moment called the big seal next year, probably Atto 5, which will be a seven-seat X-Trail size SUV. That's what New Zealand buyers want, isn't it? I mean, you guys in the sales game would know. People just want a, a family-sized SUV. Is it a fair call? Uh, judging by what you see on the road, the other end of the market, you... sporty cars too. Sorry, Mark. Yeah. At the other end of the market, you've got the um, the latest just been released, the Mercedes Benz, um, the S Class SUV. Um, <laughs> yes. It comes out as a seven seater. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we've also got the EQB, which launches. We're sending a journalist across to that on the 13th, and we've got one coming later this month. So that's a uh, car about the same size as a Model Y, maybe a smidge smaller than a Model Y. Uh, front-wheel drive or all-wheel drive, full electric, a couple of battery, battery options. Um, so that's going to be an interesting one, and we can talk about that uh, hopefully in the coming episode. Now, our uh, last uh, story for today is uh, the... Reservations are open for the Ford Mustang Mark E, the, the New Zealand new version. There are a few uh, uh, on the ground, I guess, as uh, parallel imports that uh, I'm sure Jordan can speak a little bit about. Um, so Ford Mustang Mark E reservations uh, are open uh, with pricing available. The Mark E coming to New Zealand in early 2023 has a driveway price starting at 79990 qualifying for the clean car rebate. Um, that's for the entry-level model, which is the Mark E rear-wheel drive. With a 75.7 kilowatt hour battery, 440 WLTP range, 198 kilowatts of power, and 430 newton meters of torque, they can do 0 to 106.1 seconds. Uh, the Mark E all wheel drive uh, is 109,990 with a 98.7 kilowatt battery, 550 kilometers of range, 250 kilowatts of power, 506 newton meters of torque, and a 5.1 second 0 to 100. And the GT is 124,900. Uh, and that uh, is, costs 98.7 kilowatt. Uh, sorry, it has a 98.7 kilowatt battery, 490 kilometers of range, 358 kilowatts of power, and 860 newton meters of torque, and zero to 100 in 3.7 seconds. So that is going to be pretty cool. And I guess it's a one of the few cars around there that could possibly line up a little bit against the Model Three. I mean, do you think? Does anyone here think that this might tempt some Model 3 buyers a little bit? Because the Model 3 is a little cheaper at the moment, but I'd say by the time this lands, the Model 3 is not going to be much less than $79,990. Speaking of, yeah, I've I've driven both of them, and I guess there'll be some conventional brand buyers that will like having, say, their normal Fords and Toyotas and things. Uh, It's definitely cool to have more options on the market, but... I think there is a lot of excitement about Tesla at the moment, as we can see buying being the number one registered car in New Zealand last month. Um, so yeah, the more the merrier. Um, I've driven the uh, Mustang Marquee a little bit, um, and it's it's a pretty cool car. It makes some cool sounds when you're driving it too. Mm-hmm. Are you impressed by the pricing Ford to put in for the entry level model? I mean, 
how are you guys are you going to compete with that with your guys imports of them uh we're probably not going to do a, a whole bunch of importation of them we were quite happy to have the first in new zealand just like with the model y but um we're not going to actively seek to compete with ford on that so it was cool to have the first one but we're not expecting to have another thousand on the way was there much demand from for buyers uh, from buyers for them and did you sell the ones you had pretty easily uh with both the with both the um, model y and the mustang marquee the first person we told about them bought it so yeah <laughs> it, it, <laughs> yes is the answer <laughs> uh what about uh you mark tempted to next time you change over go for a ford rather than a tesla Oh, <laughs> yeah, no, I'm stuck, stuck, stuck in the Tesla camp now. <laughs> I think it's an interesting thing with some of these new I'm models. I'm stuck in the uh, Tesla case. camp. Yeah, I, I think it's an interesting thing with some of these new models. They won't necessarily draw those people who are just going to buy a Tesla anyway, but there's people who don't want to buy a Tesla or who like Fords or who might like the concept of a Mustang. Um, so I guess it just broadens the appeal of electric vehicles. There's definitely both of those out there. We see a lot of people who are just like, uh, you know, they're like, this is the car we want. And they're basically describing a Tesla, whether that's a, a Model S or a 3 or a Y. And they're just describing that, you're like, well, this is the solution for you. And they're like, I don't want a Tesla. I want the solution that's not that. Uh, but then, and I don't think it will sway a lot of people away from a Tesla. Because if, if you want a Tesla, you want a Tesla. And there's not, you probably just want the tech and the Elonness of it and and whether there's a marquee available or not is probably not going to sway you away from one of those. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I've, I've got a lot of hope for that car. Um, you know, look, people may have their opinions on Ford and think of it as the Ranger company, but uh, I've actually I've got a Focus in the garage, the Focus Hybrid in the garage at the moment. Their infotainment system, their current infotainment system, which I think is the same as the Mustang, is exceptionally good. It's very good. Um, and their, their uh, driver assistance stuff is one of the best i think they've been in the game a lot longer than others when it comes to the driver assistance stuff and the, the product is actually pretty well dialed in so yeah it's going to be uh, exciting to get that here and glad to see another option we can't complain more evs are good uh, evs i think is the way to go so, something interesting I've about got, it is uh, the naming sorry no you Not go jordan you. i've got a good um, one that's um from the from the jelly brand out of china and it's a um, their sub brand called Radar. It's called an RD6, mm. and it's an and it's a Rivian R1T copy. Um, the only good part about it is it actually does a V2L of six kilowatts. I feel I feel like calling it an R1T copy is a bit rough. It doesn't look much like the R, the R1T. Oh, that's what they're calling it. <laughs> the <laughs> RD2 copy. <laughs> it's it's uh, it's actually a, a a pretty that's a pretty cool little car i mean, i think basically underneath that's a um uh a polestar it's a, a polestar uh two underneath the underneath the uh the skin on that one that would make sense yeah uh, i was yeah. just going to say about the mustang before it's interesting the branding backlash about calling it a mustang and it's interesting to see that it's Ford's sort of top mark sort of brand, the Mustang, which is why they're using it. And it'll be interesting to see the people that are um, vehemently against giving up their V8 engines and things that this has now been called a Mustang. It'll be interesting to see if they realise actually the market's moving towards SUVs and the style of the Ford Mustang marquee 
And so while they think of a Mustang as a 1960s or whatever coupe with a V8, um, yeah, maybe they'll go into their Ford dealership and see this and go, okay, it's easy to get into. It's actually what I want. And it's good at towing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, is, is the Mustang Mikey good at towing? I thought it had a relatively low tow rating. I'm sure Mark will get it zooped up, so it'll work it. <laughs> yeah. Haven't yeah. seen a lot of it. Um, a lot of a lot of the test out of the states with it towing yet. <laughs> I've seen a lot of t- the t- tests of the uh, um, the Lightning out of the US, and apparently it does tow very well, but <laughs> it is very compromised. But that's because every blimmin' tow test they do in the UK, they put like ten ton on the back of the bloody thing. <laughs> it's like give the poor thing a chance give the poor thing a chance hope um, we do it yeah. i reckon <laughs> I, I i honestly think ford is one of the brands to watch around electrification uh, look they are such a, a big unit they have gone very heavily into electric in the us they have some very smart brands particularly in the european unit around technology so we'll see uh, i don't think we'll see the lightning here but i've heard whispers that ford may be kind of because we know there's a plug-in hybrid range coming. I hear that that may be kind of shuffled in sideways in, in advance of them uh, putting together more of an ele- fully electrified ute, but just who knows? It's all I guess at this stage. Um, I really we'll just take a break. We... The Power Ranger, that would have been a great name for an electric ranger. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I believe it's the, um, it's gonna be, the name that's been floated is the Ranger Thunder. So... Lightning and for thunder. For vehicles. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, Power Ranger would have been better. That's uh, definitely it. Uh, can anyone, if anyone says any funny names for what an electric ranger should be called, then uh, please do put them in the comments. It's going to run through uh, some of these now. Um, uh, Ruth talking about uh, towing. A good topic. We need one. Um, Ross says hi. Ned says love a good towing session. Ned, stay out of the comments. Uh, um, uh, Steve Greenwood says hi everyone uh, Mark Baker says hi Steve uh, let me read that one um, let's have a look uh, my, uh, Ned says myself or Mark can definitely help you out with tow bars can't go wrong with the king uh, Dave uh, David Boots says uniform I guess he's referring to your on brand uh, clothing there Jordan from EB City in Christchurch um, Lance Patterson says, as a blind person, self-driving technology would be great. Um, not self-driving in the Tesla sense, unfortunately, Unfortunately, Lexi. Uh, sorry, uh, Lance. Um, Lexi says, I refuse to be impressed until it can drive me home from the pub. Uh, that just That's just a whole different kettle of fish just around the legalities of who's driving with a self-driving car. Um, uh, she also, uh, Lexi also says, family cars are definitely in need. Uh, Margaret says, did you mean the Model X, Richard? Yes, I did. Um, uh, Ruth says, are we going to hear about tow bars for a BYD? Uh, now I believe BYD is offering a 750, uh, kilowatt, a 750 kilogram tow bar fitted at the dealer, um, that's locally developed. Uh, Mark, anything from your side or have you not got near that yet? No, no, I'd have to develop one probably. Um, unless someone at one of the other places does, um, no demand for it at this stage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it does exist. I think if you if you are after one, you can talk to your dealer and they can arrange it. Um, I think it's through one of the big local outfits that are doing that. Um, where are we? Maybe you could uh, loan yours out, Richard, and give it to uh, the tow bar king and he can make one up for you. 
Yes. Well, I don't actually have mine at the moment. I um I lend it to someone at uh, to a friend of mine who's uh who's put an order on one and also test driving a Model Y while he makes his final decision. And I haven't heard back from him about giving it back yet. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, hey, look, when we're outside, I think that's one something that everyone in the EV community, if you can do it, do it, is that if you, when you don't need your car, can lend it to someone else who's considering an EV or take your friends for drives in it, it's such a big thing. I mean, uh, Jordan particularly, do you have a lot of people who come in who are getting, who've gotten around to the idea because their friend is taking them for a ride or uh, let them borrow, take their car for a spin? Oh, absolutely. I think that's how actually a lot of the people here in the chat, that's how we all got involved in the EV community, just people sharing their knowledge and passion for EVs. So absolutely, it's quite common for um, someone to know of someone in the family, friends and family or their neighbours got one and then they really got, get thinking about it themselves. And as we all know, once you drive one, you'll want one. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, the, uh, where are we? Um, so that's that. Uh, Kiwi EV Adventure says, I love range anxiety. Good Lord. I'm, is that a name for a ranger? Uh, shouldn't that be, I love ranger anxiety? Um, <laughs> uh, Ian says, I'd call an electric ranger overpriced. Um, <laughs> Neil John says, can we clear up the warranty issue around tow bars um, for BYD Atto? I believe if you're buying the uh, the factory tow bar fitted through the dealer, you shouldn't have any issues with your warranty. Um, I would be very surprised if there was any other way. Warren Walmart sometimes skulks around in the chat. If you're there, Warren, uh, throw that in. But I would suggest if you're buying it through the dealer, you should have no issue. Um, Ruth asked the same question. I will find that out. I will flick an email, a text to uh, Warren now. Um, but uh, yeah, I would be surprised if you get the factory fit one. If it changes anything, um, here we go. What should we say to Warren? We'll text Warren live together, eh? Uh, on the live <laughs> stream, how even on aftermarket shouldn't really matter. Consumer Guarantees Act, fit for purpose. Impact the warranty. There you go. So, Mark, you were saying uh, that uh, as long as it's well, if, as long as the vehicle's fit for purpose and we have Consumer Guarantees Act, they can't just void your warranty, you know, unless you do something silly with the thing, like tow, twi uh, tow a 20-ton digger. Mm. And, and do tow bars New Zealand have to fit, meet, like, a particular standard, or...? Um, not in this country. We don't have a certification process for it. I tried to get bars certified, and I kind of got laughed at by the certifier, actually. Um, you can certify something on the vehicle, but it's, there's no requirement for a certification for it. Right. Okay. Interesting. Well, we'll see if uh, Warren asks that and we can specifically answer you guys' questions around BYD. Now, let's go on to talking about tow bars. Uh, and that is, um, yeah, towing. Such a big thing in New Zealand, Such a but something that uh, um, EVs are really coming around to, I guess. And uh, I've spoken to a couple of the suppliers of EVs in New Zealand. They said some of these countries that are EVs coming from, I'll name China, just towing's not a concept to them, which uh, means they are after running, kind of running to keep up. <coughs> um, but it certainly is a thing here. Uh, and uh, yeah, there has been a lot of tow bars. I mean, how, how many tow bars do you think you've fitted now, Mark, to uh, EVs in New Zealand? I've done about, well, I've done over 200 Teslas. Right. Has um, it just been Teslas be, mostly? Or? You know, double that in the next year. Wow, wow. That's Just awesome. Teslas, yeah. I've probably only done about another dozen more than that anyway. 
What are, what are the most people that are getting the tow bus fitted uh, think? Uh, what are they intended to use them for? I mean, are these people wanting to buy them for putting bikes on the back, for towing a garden trailer? Or is it, do you know anyone who's towing a boat or anything? I mean, what, what kind of uses do the Kiwi EV owners have for their uh, tow bus on a it's, on electric vehicle? It's mostly bike. It's probably 90% bike racks. Yeah. 90% bike racks. I've got a couple of people that tow a boat twice a week, but it's mostly bike racks. And, and is that changing now that, you know, the Model Y can pull that little bit bigger? I mean, are people considering towing slightly bigger things? I know we've seen some people tow caravans around. Kiwi EV Adventures, who's in the uh, in the comments there, had a great video where he towed a caravan with a with a Polestar 2. Um, is it changing? Yeah, yeah. And, um, and on the NZ Towing Adventures page, there's, you know, a couple of guys on the cover there. A um, couple of South Islanders there. Towing their um, caravans. Fantastic. Um, uh, Paulo kind of says we tow two jet skis with our company lease. That's a pretty good use for it, I would have thought. <laughs> You're supposed to be on holiday, Paul. Get off the internet. <laughs> <laughs> the stream's just too much fun. <laughs> now, now, before we go any further, I have some information from Mr. Wilmot, who I believe is also on holiday uh, in Mangafai, where I am. But, uh, Anyway, um, uh, to quote the text that he's uh, throwing at me in a great round of knots, we have a tow bar designed spe uh, especially for the BYD. BYD NZ only authorized genuine tow bars with a max, max braked and unbraked rating of 750 kilograms. has been designed and tested for New Zealand standards and has be, been approved by the BYD factory. For us, it was important to get the tongue down weight to 75 kilograms to carry e-bikes. Uh, price is 1199 through a dealer plus fitting. And they will be available from around October 20th. There you go. Um, so that's uh, for you BYD fans in the comments. Uh, coming soon and, uh, yeah, approved by BYD. So, yeah, that's pretty good. Um, yeah. Now, good uh, let me just – sorry, what's that? It's good that they're so, approving it and yeah. doing it. Yeah. yeah. Now, <clears throat> this, I'm guessing, is your tow rig. Mark, and that's what you. Uh, 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 oh, Warren's also that's what I travel that, the camp. Uh, Warren's also said he's happy for you to, to talk to you if you want to fit them. Oh, absolutely, of course, Warren. Um, yeah, so that's the that's my little trailer that I put about 70 or, 70 or eighty tow bars, about fifteen hundred kgs worth of tow bars on, and uh, trip around fitting them. Wow, how many how many runs have it in the country that you've done? Uh, fitting tow bars now. You seem to always be on the road or at the Kaiwaka charging station whenever I turn up there. Yeah, true that. Um, well, the car's now got 8,500 Ks on it and it's only, what, five weeks old. So, yeah. <laughs> and that's not your first kind of tow vehicle. You were doing this with the Model 3 before that? And then a yeah, yep. Kona before that? Uh, I didn't tow with the Kona, actually. Um I'll fess up, and when I had the Kona, I was um, I had a, a fossil vehicle that I was just hanging on to to use for towing, which was a bit silly because since then I've done a I've done a tow bar on Margaret Baker's little little Kona, my old one, and um, she's loving it. She posted up some pictures the other day of her towing, and why not? Yeah, she's just commented. I christened the Kona tow bar at the weekend. Did three trips with a trailer and various cargo, bringing <coughs> an eight seater table and chairs, and. Uh... 
Kiwi Beer, just collective gasp at you owning a petrol car. Um, uh, Rishab asked, did you sell your Model 3 or do you have both now? I traded it in when I got the Y. Ah, nice. Were they impressed with the tow bar fitment? I actually pulled it off before they did because what happens is when you trade in your Tesla to Tesla, they rip everything off, even the tinted windows. They rip everything off, sell it off, and then the new owner puts all those same things back on again. <laughs> wow. Wow. Yeah. Okay, that's crazy. So there you go. That's a word but, of uh, advice. If you're selling your Tesla back to Tesla, then uh, take everything you can off. Yep. Right. Yep. <laughs> so so uh, let me uh, just look through. What am I looking at here? You've sent, you've, we're going to run through a pile of photos you've sent. What the heck is that? that that's, uh, that's just a bunch of Model Y bars waiting to go out. Yep. So are these to your design or are they an overseas product or what's the... No, this is, this is um, unlike anything else you'll see, um, this is our design and um, we've got a certified welder welding them up and yeah, they're, um, this design is the only one I know of so far for the Model Y that retains the factory crash bar with the factory crash bar brackets. So some of the other ones still retain the crash bar but they use their own mounting brackets we decided to skip that step and leave as much factory as we, factory stuff as we could on there. So, yeah, we, we retained the factory mounting brackets for the crash bar. What cars have you developed tow bars for? Just the two Teslas or other stuff as well? Just the, yep, just those two. This is there, the rest I guess, we just buy in. So right there, in the foreground, you've got a couple of Model 3 bars, and in the background, there's a pile of built... Um, Model Y bars as well. It's before they get coatings on them. Yeah, and there's, them in, there's some of the components. Broken down parts. Yep, further broken down parts are the same thing. It looks like some beefy metal. I mean, what is the tow bar unit itself weigh? What's that? that? That looks like some beefy metal. I mean, what what is the actual tow bar itself weigh? Yes, so basically it's... um. The, bo the square box at the, at the in the foreground of that photo is a 65 by 65 by 6 mil, and then all the plates are all made out of some are 5 mil, some are 6 mil. So they weigh about 21 kgs. Oh. Do you find that impacts the balance of the car or the, or the range or efficiency at all? <laughs> not at all, no. When you're not towing anything, it doesn't seem to do anything at all to the range. Cool. And more components there, I'm guessing? Just just some more bits here. <laughs> yeah. And those are good mattresses too. I've got one as well, a Cosa mattress. Great stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Go, go good spotting. If, if you're into we went with the Winkolas stuff, to be fair, but uh, yeah, I've heard good things about the Yakosa too. You've got to, you've got to go with the OG, the Yakosa. They've got great ads with the Super Mum. So. <laughs> yes, yes. Don't look in her top drawer. But, but just saying, if you're into, your, if you're into efficiency and carbon and transport carbon and all that kind of stuff go look at the business model of the old mattress in the box things and you might shuffle back to a locally made sleeping head. it is not good oh, but then you have to deal with sales people mm, yeah yeah i know but when you got if you look at the big companies in australia in america when you're shredding about half the product you're producing that's um it's not good for the environment in the long run why are they shredding half the uh, product just because they uh, basically ship it out with a return, uh, with a um, uh, hundred free ride return, like the hundred day policy, 
um, and they don't work for everyone. And uh, yeah, they their model is based on a huge amount of return and uh, and uh, destruction because you can't well, reset out of one. The one that we bought, so we bought a Winkle for our camper because we go camping mm. in an EV and we've got a little yeah. teardrop camper, and we got a we got a Winkle from there. And I'm pretty sure their website says that any returns get donated to people mm. in need and shelters and that sort of stuff, which is pretty cool. Maybe these are, look at look up the look up the cast story of Casper in the US. It's really interesting. When you started this chat, did you ever decide it would uh, be covering mattresses in a box? But yeah, no, I believe no, because but, but we've got to be thing. all about we've got to all be about sustainability here. It's EVs yeah. and beyond. You know, it's the, the beyond. Beyond the EV exactly, exactly. Half half maybe slightly hyperbolic, but the the, the, the <laughs> destruction rate was quite high. Anyway, um, now what's this we're looking at here, Mark? Uh, let me see. Just it's just one of my normal journeys, I guess. Even, even when towing, I'm going to end up in the red. I often do. Um, I'm on autopilot because there's blue lines. Yeah, it's just showing me using the full tank. <laughs> so you tend to go that way, right? Because I've become a bit of I've become a bit of a hopper. I tend to. Oh, hello there. Say hi, Snow. <laughs> so. Um, yeah, I, I'm 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 doing that. So I'm getting the uh, 170 kilowatts at the other end on the HPC. So it charges really <laughs> fast as long as I'm down in the red when I get there. Uh, you right. people on oh, the okay. North Island with your 300 kilowatt charges. <laughs> <laughs> You'll be getting One some day. soon. Yeah, preconditioning we'll for a couple of years. batteries <laughs> is not required when you're towing, is it, Mark? <laughs> no, no, it keeps it warm. Have you, do you do you note do you, do you use anything to uh, note your battery temperature? Are you watching the battery temperature when you're towing? Is it is it hard on the battery? I do have scanned my Tesla. I find that um, it doesn't really warm up. So you precondition, and then you can keep it warm when you're towing. Um, but when you're not towing, um, it will actually cool down while you're driving. It doesn't really warm up when, during driving, only during charging. Mm -hmm. Same issue I've had with some cars where uh, if I cruise, say from home and mungify down to the Bombays and I don't push it, the battery tends to need to warm up when you're charging. Whereas if I go the other way and I hammer it up the Bombay getting to the charger, it tends to seem to get a little bit more warmth, warmth into it. Um, yeah. And, and this goes, so, you, so you're going to all the way from the top to the bottom kind of deliberately. There's a school of thought where a lot of people will try and, you know, bounce along the middle rather than going all the way down or all the way up the top. They'll but charge in the middle where they get just a short burst of quick. You prefer to go the, just stop less and go the whole length. If we had more charges, I'd be going 2% to 50%, 2% to 50%. You're a madman. Yeah. No, charging <laughs> lows, you just charge way faster. Like plugging Hulk in and getting 130, 140 kilowatt when you're down low is much nicer than having to plug it in when you're at 50 and charging at 70 kilowatt. Of course, but 2%? Mm -hmm. <laughs> I watch a lot of... Um, oh, we grab at minus one every so often. <laughs> yeah, I watch a lot of Kyle... Kyle Connor from Outer Specs Studios in the States and um, and his autobahn test when he's in Germany and he's driving the Taycan and they're, and they're leaving charges at 49% because the charge rate's too slow at 180 kilowatts. <laughs> Doing it tough. <laughs> the, the, the going the loop is interesting. It's an interesting uh, thing. I, I now just don't want to live without a car that has a percentage meter on it. So we had the uh, MGZ to CV for a long time and it doesn't tell you better percentage you get a guest range down to about 
the last like 30, 40 kilometers and you get bars, but you quickly realize the last bar accounts for about 20% of the battery. So you're always awkward about how much you've actually really got left. Whereas now that we're in the BYD with the, where it tells you your exact percentages, my first road trip, for those of you who've been to the EVs and me on YouTube channel and watched the video, uh, I was quite comfortable rolling into Taupo with 2% to the hotel uh, because you could see the percentages. You could count them down. It's, uh, yeah, percentage meters for the win. Um, and it's good. You yeah. know when to just slow down a little bit when you think it's going to be a bit tough. You just slow down 5 or 10k an hour and you can you can make it a little bit extra. Yeah. 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 So you got to be... You yeah, be we all love range uh, anxiety. The Tesla graphs are really great, though. That trip meter is fantastic, especially when you're towing, so you can sort of see what what your graph's going to be like and where you're really going to start finding some hills and and and, and downhill bits. And they're really good for seeing how far you can really go. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Uh, now, uh, next slide. Now, this is actually one we'll bring you in, Ned. Mark sent me this picture. He's he's clearly popped in to visit uh, um, Hulk. So yeah. tell us about Hulk and tell us about your towing adventures. <clears throat> Hulk is a 2015 Tesla Model S. Uh, used to be a P85, is now a P100. We upgraded the battery to get some more range, some more power, and faster charging. And that's done, it's at 247,000 kilometers now. We got it at 160 just over a year ago, and it's done most of that towing two and a half ton around the country. Mm-hmm. And uh, what kind of efficiency did that thing run at when it's going? I mean, you particularly got a car and a big trailer on the back. I'm kind of particularly aero and quite a bit you, of weight. You just use half your range. That's just the, the the golden rule of towing is half your range and you'll be about right. So we get uh, on a on a nice day lately, we've been sort of getting from, from Topor to uh, the, the hypercharger at Bombay, usually with, like, uh, you know, a couple of percent to spare. So arriving similar similar as uh, as Mark arriving at two, three, four percent. I think me and Steve arrived at four last time we were driving quite nice. And yeah, it's. But I mean, like, you also need to keep in mind that arriving at two percent in a hundred kilowatt hour pack is a lot different than arriving two percent in a you know ZDO Leaf that doesn't have that much range left you've you've got a lot more range of two percent in, in hulk than you do a two percent in another car definitely definitely so so what are we talking in, in like you know kilowatts per 100 kilometers metrics here like 40 or something like that uh so hulk so we do what hours per kilometer is the numbers that i know um so hulk will do uh, it's life average before we got it at 160,000 k. It was 199 watt hours per kilometer. That's what the uh, the previous owner in Japan sort of averaged over the 160,000 k. And then we, when we're towing, it's sort of around that between 350 and 400 is a is a pretty comfortable number of of where it usually sits. But then, when as soon as you get some hills and you can see the the trip meter of the last so many k's and it reads over 600. For most of that, it, it, yeah, it, you can definitely use it quickly if you really want to. <laughs> uh, classic. I mean, it's, people just must love it getting the EV delivered behind an EV. I mean, you get really good reactions to it. Definitely, there's people who will. Uh, we have Steve had sold a car to someone, and um, Hulk was busy. Hulk was fully booked out 
And he said, oh, how about I just put it on a truck and get it delivered to you on a, on a, on a normal truck? And he said, no, no, I'm specifically coming here because I want Hulk to deliver my car. And mm -hmm. so, yeah, he, he waited another week and and lo and behold, Hulk showed up and Hulk's been <laughs> as far as, oh, I think we, yeah, we went just about top end to Kai Tai. Hulk delivered Kai Tai, does a few other trips out to Whangarei uh, and it's gone down Christchurch. Uh, it, yeah, it, it gets around. It's done a lot of Ks, and it usually doesn't sit still. Did, did you get to meet Hulk when it was down there, Jordan? Uh, not in person, but I definitely asked for the Hulk's autograph. Big Hulk <laughs> fan, a Hulkamaniac. Is it something you guys have considered at uh, driving me down in Christchurch, having a, a similar kind of delivery setup with an electric vehicle? EV City, uh, you so. never know. EV City, we might do a couple Tesla semis, so let's hope those things come out. <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. Uh, the tow bar on that, was that fitted by the Tesla tow bar king or is that uh, something else? No, that's a tow bar that we've developed. So we wanted to make sure that we could tow and uh, we wanted to make sure that by no means the tow bar was going to be the weakest link. So we developed our own tow bar that we've sort of modeled off what other uh, cars had had that were rated to sort of three and a half ton. And we've put it on the back of Hulk and we, we sell them. We've sort of rate them at two and a half ton to be nice but you start getting to that gv limit when you're at two and a half ton and a two and a half ton tow car as well um but that that bar stout and that bar yeah, is very strong I'll, I'll i'll have a i'll i'll have a tug of war with any tow bar on any vehicle with hulk and i i wouldn't be worried about it not a bit <laughs> i must um, say it's uh, very so heavy it's very heavy. I think, well, very you said heavy. your bar was 21 kilos or something. I think the Hulk bar is 25 without a tongue or 24, 25. Um, no, no, the ones I fitted, you must have sent me heavy ones then. I reckon it's about 30. Well, when the when I send one on a courier and they say there's a 25 kilo limit, I'm pretty sure it's exactly 24.9 <laughs> kilos. Yeah. <laughs> um, a couple of questions around uh, around the Hulk build, uh, Ned. Um, uh, Kiwi Eevee Kiwi Adventures, who's probably digging for information towards his Allegro build. Uh, not sure if you'll answer this one, but did you have to certify it after the battery upgrade? So the rules on that say that essentially the, the rules in the asserting standard say that any modification to the electrical system of a hybrid or an electric vehicle requires certification. You can read into that however you like and do what you want to do and don't want to do. But essentially, technically, as soon as you touch any of the electrical wiring in an EV, it needs certification. Now, it's a factory battery pack with no modifications. We're pretty happy to send it how we do. We wouldn't sell a car like this, but we'll happily drive a car like this. Um, but yeah, it's... I'm not sure what I can and can't say that's going to keep Steve happy, but I'm. Uh, it's the rules are weird, and then at that point, you need to go and get your car sent to a certifier, who then has to go and let you know whether what you've done electrically is safe. Now, my background is electronic engineering, which I've been doing for well over a decade, and I've I've met my cert man when I've been in the automotive game for a long time, and I'm pretty sure that uh, other than knowing which wire is red and black. He's really good at carbs and fuel injection and, and mechanical things and making exhausts and, and roll cages. But when it comes to 
telling people what's safe and isn't safe about a high voltage electric system, I think I think he might not be quite there to make those calls. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, even most certifiers, it's just the old thing. How much heavier is the battery and does it still stop in time? Which I imagine it probably does. Yeah, um, so the, the ruling with tow bars and uh, towing and stopping, there's rules of you have to slow down from X speed to zero in X amount of distance. And I forgot the actual number. Steve will probably ramble them See, off in the comments because he's quite good at it, them. But it's, we, um, we've got videos of it on the YouTube channel as well. And we stop in a third of the distance of what it needs to with, with a fully yeah. loaded trailer. So. You need it some 30 kilometers an hour at, at um, seven meters. You've got about a stop within seven meters at 30 kilometers per hour. And you stopped yeah. in about four and a half. Okay. Nice, nice, nice. That's, uh, that's pretty important. Now, this one's going to be an, an interesting, a, a, a trickier question, because I guess this counts, I don't know if you know much about the history of the battery that was in there before it was upgraded, but how much battery degradation has occurred after 247 kilometres? Now, you probably can't say that for the current one, but do you know when the old battery went out, what kind of degradation? When the old battery went out at 160,000 K, so 2015 car, and last year, so uh, and 20, uh, yeah, 2021, so six-year-old car done 160,000 kilometers and the state of health of the battery was 92%. Wow, that's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. awesome. Now, uh, I think we've got, we got any more slides here. No, I think that's it. Um, tell me, and, and this is probably one particularly for uh, Mark and maybe a little extent Ned, but Ned's probably it. Hashtag never unhook. Tell us about that. <laughs> well, yeah, it's not really charger blocking if if no one else is there, if it's the middle of the night, you know. Um, a lot of the charges you can get to without having to unhook. So, um, and if you've got a heavy load on, it's not as simple as people think to unhook. Or if you've got a little trailer that doesn't have a jockey wheel, um, yeah, unhooking, you might put the trailer on the ground, but then it's a bit of a mission getting it back on the tow bar. So it's easier to just. Uh, you know, block a charger. But you're not blocking if no one else turns up. And if they do turn up, you're out of there. So, yeah, yeah that's where it started. And, yeah, it kind of caught on from there. <laughs> what are the best charges, do you think, in the North Island if you are towing? I mean, the only one I can think of that's kind of properly drive-through is the Hampton Downs one. Hampton Downs is fantastic. Hampton Downs, Pahia Tour. Um, Pahia Tours, there's two on the footpath edge, um, side by side. A lot of them, a lot of them, you can get to one charger. Depends where your charge port is, of course. In a Tesla, it's in the most awkward place. If it was in the front, it would be a lot easier to not block. But you know, yeah. I guess I guess yeah. Dargaville near your base is a, that's a drive-through one too. I guess you can drive up that one. It is, yeah, oh. yeah. But you don't use ones near your own, you know. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I always, remind, I always remind people of that when everyone's complaining about Auckland City needs more fast charges. <laughs> it's the proverbial "don't get high on your own power supply." Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, but so, when you've got um, a DC in your uh, in your car park, then it's it's really hard to go home and charge when there's a when there's a fifty kilowatt in your car park that you can plug into. So our cars tend to be DC charged at home, to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, hey, even the um, Tesla chargers at Taupo, there's a driveway above them. So your trailer's sitting in the driveway, and your car's sideways in front of the in front of the stall stall A and, and B. Well, no one's going to use B if you're an A anyway. They're going to use the other ones, so then they don't halve your speed. 
So you, you're pretty safe there until it gets it's, busy. It's, as Charging and the government both look for, you know, interest around these major charging hubs, I mean, do you think towing and the ability to do to, to, to charge with trailers on the back is something they should be thinking about? Absolutely, especially with um, EV trucks and things starting to starting to trickle through, you know. If you're on a, even a small truck like a, the, the new um, EV Canters, um, how are you supposed to, you know, I suppose they have charges at their depots, but if they're trying to do a road trip, um, they're going to have real problems. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I interviewed um, uh, AEB and uh, Z Energy recently about their charging efforts, and I gather that they're putting in a charging hub at Wirree, um, which will be specifically set up for trucks to be able to drive through. It's something they're very, very interested in the, through as a part of planning of that, uh, which I'm sure might become a little bit more of a favourite of yours if you're passing through. Uh, the more commercial parts of South Auckland, um, where you can't quite make Bombay, some uh, some 180 kilowatt ABB units that you can just sidle on up to through a lane. That it's probably going to be pretty appealing to you. Yeah, ideally. Yeah, maybe maybe Hulk might visit in there. Yeah, yeah, um, it'd be good. Being not having to unhook would be great. Uh, we luckily we have a jockey wheel and and, and it's braked and handbrakes on it and it's not the end of the world. But when it's raining and you've just driven three and a bit hours, you just you just want to plug in and go and have some KFC and move on with your life. I think. <laughs> but KFC at Bombay is a little bit dangerous, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the same PSC. Are there is any? Good too. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Are there any uh, good towing charges in the South Island that you know of, Jordan? Any you can kind of drive sideways Oof. onto? I think is it one. I don't know my nor- my northern geography. One of the small towns, you know, south of M- Nelson, Murchison. One. Murchison, Culverton. Yeah. 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 Murchison's yep. from, a so, from Christchurch up to Nelson, um, there's Murchison, Culverton, both of those you can drive up the side of without any dramas, really. No one really drives through there, though. So, you know, no one really drives through Murchison Way in an EV, though. So, it's, it's always free, right? No. Yeah, um, right. Yeah, yeah. I'm just trying to wind <laughs> up David Redcliffe. Um, the Invercargill one, of all places, is quite good. They've also got the biggest billboard for an EV charger ratio as well. But lots of space there if you never unhook. Um, so yeah, enough space to fit probably four or five cars for one charger. But you're quite right. Sorry, did you say you just drive straight in? Did Did you say billboard to charger ratio? It's got this massive billboard saying electric vehicle charger. It's like the one at um, Mangaweka, like the giant pl- pl- plug in and charge here. You know, the big giant billboard. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Half the budget went to the I billboard. Think... Mangawika can be a little bit soul destroying. I, I avoid. I don't plan going to Mangawika now because I'm not driving a Tesla. Because definitely rim destroying. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's more that you'll turn up there and you'll turn up there and there'll be three people charging for the charge net unit and all these empty Tesla superchargers there, and you're just going like. <laughs> That's why we buy yeah. Teslas. <laughs> yeah. Exactly, exactly. It's a lovely exactly. stop, though. If it wasn't for their charge, you never would walk around Mangaweka. And it's actually, you walk around those back roads in the old town, it's uh, it's quite a cool little spot, actually, to stop and go for a walk, stretch your legs. Good toilets. Yeah, good toilets. Just the, the food tends to always be closed by the times I roll through there because it's either like a day trip to Wellington and they're closed on the way back or what day? They're closed on a Monday or a Tuesday or something. And but... The Tuesday they're closed. 
Tuesday they're closed, yeah. But when they are open, they're definitely worth a stop. <laughs> right. It's, uh, yeah. Now let's uh, run just through the comments again before we uh, start to close this thing up for the night. Um, Dragu V says, uh, 2% uh, is more than you need. Um, so that's pretty, <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Uh, a lot of discussion about what uh, Holt is, but that's been answered. Neil John says it looks like a Kia Stinger. Um, uh, Dry BV says Otrahonga is a good towing stop. I'm trying to think where the charger is, Otrahonga. Huh. I might have to go check that one out. Uh, Kiwi EV Adventures says Murchison doesn't actually exist, it's a conspiracy. Um, <laughs> no, that's that Springs Junction. That's Springs Junction. Uh, an urban legend. Yes, yes. Um, that Springs Junction, that's kind of between Blenheim and Picton, right? Getting my brain right. Yeah? No, no, you're thinking of Havelock. Oh, Springs right. Junction's uh, between Reefton and uh, Culverton. Oh, it's, right. Okay. It's, it's the missing link in EV Lucian. So as soon as we get it there, it'll be much easier to go up through the central South Island. Yes, 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 of course, of course, yes. Uh, I'm thinking about the one that's, yeah, south of Picton, where they have like a spring literally outside the service station and there's a charger there. Um, oh, spring I was very Creek. happy to get to. Spring Creek, yes. Very happy to get to after going over that uh, St. Arnold Pass and all that in the Renault when we did our run-up from uh, Bluff, uh, not going to Stone Highway 1, because <laughs> that hill was quite a climb and we were very much underwater on our range to get to Blenheim. Uh, by the time we got to the top of the hill. Luckily, we were doing well by the time we got to the bottom. Um, uh, Neil John says uh, Woodville, so it's like Wayward Pines. Uh, Margaret says it's awesome. The murals are definitely worth a look. Are we going to end up with a little bit of tourism? Like, if there's charges you've got to go visit. I think that, that might become a thing for some people. Um, I certainly know in the earlier, earlier days when there was a bit next to no charging, You'd hear people talking about they're going to particularly go up to Northland because it was the only place they could go and drive around for a weekend and actually DC charge their cars. Um, I guess definitely if you had a leaf. Uh, yeah, so that's uh, pretty cool. So that's the end of the comments uh, for now. So look, um, any last questions for the panel? Please do uh, chuck them in there. Uh, any last comments, Mr. Tobar King? Um, exciting future, I guess, for towing and EVs. You're you're kind of at the front of it. Well. Just get out there and do it, you know. Don't think about it. Just get a tow bar and tow. Mm, mm. That's it. Yeah. Simple as that. Definitely, definitely. Um, and uh, and Ned, where can people see you around the country with uh, Hulk next? Where, where where's the next run? Uh Hulk's Auckland in a couple of days, I think. Um, yeah, that's a pretty boring trip, and it, it's they're all too easy now. There's Plenty of charges and plenty of range, and and that new bypass around Hamilton's lovely. So it's uh, yeah, it's good driving. We'll try and get it as as far as we can. Oh, Hulk's actually going to do the Targa in a couple of weeks in the South Island. So maybe go right. and have a look there. Steve's taking it, and he's going to go and do a, an EV Targa and, and Hulk the Monolith. The the tour. And you always do wave back. He's doing he's doing the tour. He's not doing real Targa. He's just he's doing the tour. So. He gets to drive the drive the same road at up to 160k an hour, I think, and gets to have some fun. So he's been. I've, I've, I've done the tour in a uh, in a petrol vehicle, uh, and it is still exciting enough, even, 
<laughs> the, the roads they do it on, the speeds are quite enough to uh, get the uh, get the heart going a little bit. And yeah, Jordan, so anything Steve's, interesting? Looking, Steve's looking forward to it. He's uh, we fit an LSD, a Quaif LSD to Hulk, and we rent, we're rented out the um, the airfield in Tokoroa, and we're gonna we're gonna see what it'll do when you push it on a nice controlled area. So before, so we don't have to test it out on the roads or. And uh, get him to put it in a ditch somewhere. So we'll we'll see what it can do. And Steve will Steve will give it the beans at at on the at the in the South Island. I heard about this testing session. Is it far away? Uh, Jay's organising it, and he's been trying to for a long time. And we've 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 had approval, but we haven't. They haven't set a date, or when we set a date, they it either rains or they come or they don't come back to us. But something's definitely happening, and it's happening soon. Keep, keep messaging me on that because I'll try and get down for that one. That's maybe a bit of fun. And Jordan, anything interesting happening down at uh, at the dealership in Christchurch? Uh, always busy, and I'm currently editing a video, a road trips with Rob video about uh, Hamner Springs trip. We took five EVs away, and spoiler alert: out of a '62 and '62 uh, Leaf and a Model Three Tesla, some of their vehicles featured may be able to make it from Christchurch to Hamner and back. So, no spoilers here, but it's going to be great fun putting this video together. Awesome. And, and so when where do they see that EV City on YouTube? Uh on Facebook, but probably YouTube as well. Awesome. Awesome. Cool. Uh no more set questions seem, but uh we'll end with a comment from Steve. Not doing real <laughs> tagger. Hush your mouth, Ned. I guess uh, Ned has to deal with that one when he gets into the office tomorrow. But look, uh thank oh, you, oh. Uh, everyone. <laughs> Thank you, everyone, for joining us. Uh, thank you, uh, Mark, the Tesla Tobar King, for coming in this evening while you were on your holiday. Thanks to uh, Ned from uh, Drive EV in uh, Topo and uh, Jordan from EV City in Christchurch. Thanks, everyone. Enjoy your holiday. Thank you, Mark. Thanks for having us. Thanks. Thanks.